de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 56. How are ya? Fantastic. That didn't, that wasn't convincing. Um, fantastic. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Happy Teacher Appreciation Week or the end of it. And happy Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Look at us. We know the things. We celebrate the people. Um, I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is Rafi Raftamayo. Retweet himself. What's up? What is, what's wrong? <laughs> you're like refreshed. You're Am I? Yeah, you're you have this monumental outlook. On what? I, I don't know. I don't know what it what it is. She, I almost cried on my way here, so thank you for the uh she I'm crying right now. Honestly? Um uh what's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> this is so sad. Um it's been a minute. I haven't seen you in a while and I want to understand what you're actually going through since you're being very vague. Um what's your internal temperature? I want to give our listeners Okay. Ooh, god. I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. Yippee. Go for it. So you're probably going to hate it or you're going to say you hate it, but actually like it. So what is it? Nora had sent me this uh Nora's video. great at sending the DMs with yeah. the memes. Shout yeah. out to you, Nora. So um I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. I know you're not, but then okay. like you you hate and then you're like cool with it. But that's that's a different topic, right? I'm a complex human being. <laughs> Thank you. No, she sent me this video. She was like, I hope this makes your day, but it's What is it? It was so cute, I saw that. Tell them what's happening. Rest in peace. Spoiler, I guess. So it's Grey Worm. The only black people in Game of Thrones, basically. Uh, there's more. There's more than two people in. There's more than two black people in Game of Thrones. Wow, so inclusive, much diverse. <sighs> anyway, uh-huh. that's my me- Grey Worm is dancing. I was gonna say the Run It. <laughs> Challenge. Fuck Chris Brown forever. <laughs> yeah, fuck Chris Brown. But uh he's doing the oh my god, the um What was it called? The It was like it was something um it wasn't the like what is that song called? I forgot. It was that little challenge they did. No, it's it's like the it's something like the run no, the running challenge, shout out Luna Luna. <laughs> Okay, anyways, we'll figure it out later. Grey Worm is singing the song, and he's doing the challenge, with him, and Masande comes into the shot, and it's just funny because they're funny dancing. It's funny and cute, and they're normal. Like, right before and they so. left the Starbucks cup there on the, on the scene. Yeah. You know, this high-quality budget show. Yeah. You know, no biggie. Um, That's a fun one. I actually love that. My Okay, so I have two me moods because I'm somewhere in between both of these human beings. Yikes. I knew it. Okay. 
Um, one of them is, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's something you would really like, I think. Um, it is a sports ball player, and he's being interviewed by the television, and he sneezes, and he goes, bless you, thank oh, yeah. you. <laughs> he blesses himself. Yes, I thought it was so funny, because he did not pause. It's hysterical. I have yet to watch it without laughing, because I'm admiring his independence. <laughs> And so that's partially my mood, but also the little girl that's doing the dance to the water by Schoolboy. Ooh, yeah. You saw it. She, she is a hundred percent in that thing. Yeah, she got that water. She's incredible. Yeah. She's like maybe four, and she's feeling it. I kind of want you to pull it up so you can show our friend Ari, who's sitting here with us today. Um, both of these are great me moods. I love them. I couldn't decide between one, so I'm I'm making myself be both because. It's great. All right. So shout out to, I believe, Zahara, who is the sweet, cute little girl dancing in that. And it gives me all the right energies. Um, that Those are our me moods. And so now we can jump into our little recap of last episode where we brought in the brilliant Mercedes Fulbright. Um, I was so grateful she shared her story with us because she lives within so many beautiful intersections and does it so gracefully while also just keeping it OG at the same time, which I think is really hard to do. Yeah. Um, so I look forward to what her future holds. Can't wait to maybe vote for you one day or whatever. We'll see. I'll be really into that. Um, anything else? Nope. You drinking wine? Nope. Is it good? Nope. Okay. All right, so then we're just going to bring it back home with the two of us today. Pat is out of town seeing the yeah, yeah, yeahs for all you I, little indie babies. I like how when Pat's not here, we make, we not today, obviously we didn't do it, but we make it sound like she's no longer in this realm of existence. Right, we're like, pour some out. Yeah, like Pat couldn't be with us because <laughs> We no have longer. Ari today and Dominique <laughs> over here as well, so we're, we're good. We're good We should today. be working on her paper. We support oh, okay. college students yes. and every person in and out of education. All right. So then that means we're going to try and keep this episode short and sweet. But there's always a lot to cover. So we're going to jump in. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Let's go. Wee. Um... This is The Juice, where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, etc. So I just wanted to clarify a few episodes ago, I believe is when we had Amber and Jerry back on. We were talking about the restaurant fast food Chick-fil-A. And uh. so um, I received <clears throat> some feedback on the Colores' account about how... Um, which is very valid, I would say. What it what it, so for the for the people that didn't get to see it. So basically, they um, expressed their frustration with us because we basically um, they felt as though we had minimized the seriousness of the shit that Chick Fil A is doing. Because at the end of the portion of the juice with the Chick-fil-A topic, which was in reference to how they are still donating to um, homophobic like campaigns, I guess. Um, we kind of joked that the chicken was good. Yeah. Um, 
And Do you mind if I read it real quick, just so that the listeners can? Um, you can. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna expose the person, but I guess it's fine. Well, no, I, I'm. I don't think we need to. We're not exposing them. No, we're not. I Go just ahead. think it's important to bring it up because obviously, if you're gonna say something. Yeah, we it, like we, we like criticism. To... We like we like knowing and growing from it. And so. I and I know you know the the person has been following us, been supportive. Yeah, you know for it's the most part, valid. and even even in this regard, I think it's it's it can be amounted to a type of support. But um, so I'll just read a little bit. It says, "Can Decolores please explain to me what kind of allies to the LGBT community y'all are? I appreciate y'all bringing up the trans woman being attacked in South Dallas and the little boy who died by suicide because of bullying because he's gay. Cool." But y'all's allyship is starting to become questionable when two episodes ago y'all gave a laundry list of justifications to still go and eat at Chick-fil-A. So verbally y'all talk to talk like allies, but apparently y'all can't seem to walk the walk. Um, so I really, in my response, um, was just grateful for the be- feedback because more than anything, if someone, one of our listeners, one of our supporters who we care so much about and who we do this for feels that way, then clearly I should have made it a little more evident that when we bring these topics up, um, unfortunately, my coping mechanism is humor. Um, so I maybe shouldn't have made a joke about that, yeah. right? I do believe strongly, um, not even just with queer issues, but beyond that, un- and I have said it multiple times, I believe I said it on that episode, that under capitalism, there is no ethical consumption, no matter what. There are so many things we don't even know about these companies that they are exploiting of all these marginalized communities. So I want to keep that in mind because no matter how hard we try to avoid and, and watch our dollar and that's what we're focused on. And I promise you, we live that too. We do. We're not just talking that talk. We are very, very adamant about walking the walk as well. So I apologize for making you feel that way. Um, and I wanted to make it clear to all our listeners that when we say fuck a company or fuck a person or fuck a this or fuck a that, we mean that. We mean that we don't we no longer want to be exploited or support a company or an organization that is killing um, a community we either are a part of or care about deeply and 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 fight for. Um, because as a podcast, that's kind of what we do, right? We bring attention to these things through communication through talking through listening through um having these really deeply important conversations um so i think i appreciate the feedback and moving forward uh, we'll we'll be more mindful of that and i i can only hope that you can see that um however i don't know that we're ever going to make everyone 100 percent happy so we're going to try our best um and with that said we'll keep moving into our next topic um <clears throat> which I don't know if you saw it, Rafa. Um, again, these systems, right? These hetero, patriarchal, white supremacy um, systems work in this way that in all these different areas, um, we're all fighting that same catastrophic system. Um, so my next topic, I grouped them together because they both came out like one week after the other, um, was the phone call that Amber Geiger, um, the phone call to 911 finally was released or was released, and Sandra Bland's video that nobody knew she took when she was being um, arrested was also released just Mm. recently. Both of them by WFAA, so shout out to them because clearly they're making these issues some sort of priority, right? Um, 
because they know that these are issues that the community cares about and these are both texas based issues um and so i don't know if you got the chance to watch or listen i didn't um i i purposely avoided it and then when i was writing this episode i was like how am i going to talk about it if i haven't seen it so um that's the unfortunate part is that even if you kind of want to be mindful of where your mental health is you still um kind of have to do it for the people so here i am if this is a trigger for you, please skip forward. Um, because this, uh, along with this other story I'm going to cover quickly, <coughs> are not only just police brutality, but the systems of power um, murdering people, right? And getting away with it because they are protected. So quickly, I will say, with the Amber Geiger phone call, it was very evident she only gave a fuck about herself. She just basically kept saying, I didn't know this wasn't my apartment. I thought this was my apartment. I thought this was my apartment. Um, and this is from the case that happened, I believe, last September of 2018, where she walked into his apartment and killed him. Um, she's an off-duty police officer here in Dallas, Texas, down the street from my job. And then with Sandra Bland, I believe it was in 2015 that she was pulled over and then she somehow ended up, quote unquote, suicide at the jail the next day, which didn't make sense because she was very aware of her rights, very honest about wanting to fight whatever this ticket was for. And so for her to mysteriously show up dead um, was very heinous. And I believe they even made a documentary on her on HBO called Say Her Name. Um, and so both of these cases obviously are forms of police brutality and uh yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate that that they're the same issues, right? They're all connected, which is why I brought up the next um, case, which was um, Juan de Leon Gutierrez, a 16-year-old, I believe, indigenous young boy from Guatemala that was um, also killed, I would say, in custody of ICE. Um, and so if you don't think all these systems are working against very evidently against the black and brown communities, I don't know what else to tell you, um, whether it be the department of Homeland security, uh, local police force or an off duty cop. A lot of those have the same thing in common, which is they're working for this, um, white supremacist entity that serves to protect the higher ups and themselves, which is why Amber Geiger's concern was losing her job. Um, she was, didn't seem very concerned with the man she had just murdered. Um, so that phone call was really heartbreaking to hear. The video with Sandra was really heartbreaking to see because she very much so knew her rights was recording. Um, and so it's very hard to not, these things have to do with, in their case, their blackness and with the case against Juan de Leon Gutierrez with him being um, a young migrant. So it's, it's heartbreaking. And I think, I hope with any of these things we bring up through the podcast, I know a lot of people are grateful because we bring attention to these issues um, especially within the Latino community, because these black issues 
or things that might not feel like they directly affect us are still indirectly affecting us. Um, and kind of another issue that I brought up later on is still the same thing, interestingly enough. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts or feelings, Rafa. <clears throat> I mean, it's the same. I, I don't, I don't know when we're, we're, there's nothing to explain. Um, we're sick and tired of the same old shit and yeah, the situation's getting worse and you know, it's, it's more, people are becoming braver to come out in the open with, you know, their racism and their prejudices against, you know, black and brown folks. Um, so I don't know that it's going to get better anytime soon, but. I think that's the really hard thing to swallow, right? Is that like, these aren't new issues. They're just um, more available to us to see. Um, and so I wrote in there a moment of silence for Juan, but I, I really mean a moment of silence for all these people and all the lives lost due to, I don't know how else to say it, but besides white supremacy because to me that's what these systems were made for that's why the police system was built that's why um ice exists is to keep in line however they want it to look and you're not fitting their mold and you're questioning their power just by existing um so if we can have a brief moment for all the lives lost and fighting and um don't lose hope because I know it feels really hopeless with a lot of these issues, but I feel, I feel like progress will come to some degree. I want to believe that because I don't want to give up the fight to these things. All right. So, Obviously, we always start with the sad or bad news first. Um, geez, am I still congested? That sounded gross. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the frustrating thing is that every episode I'm calling out white supremacy or men or this or that. And it's like they're all caused by the same thing. It's not like I want to talk about the same issues. It's just a lot of them have the same root. Um, and for whatever reason, a lot of people don't want to... Um, recognize that so much so here we are calling what it is what it is so then now we can move on to slightly lighter news kind of um the dallas local elections occurred rafa do you want to say anything there will be a runoff there will be for a few positions mm -hmm. including mayor which we knew was happening because there was 85 people running right and it came down to now Eric Johnson and yeah. Scott Griggs. Yep. I was very surprised by that. Why? I was not I was not expecting Eric Johnson. Oh, oh, okay. Scott Griggs I kind of knew. Yeah. But I was not expecting Eric Johnson. And I was like, "Who? Oh, plot twist." Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more from both of them. Um, I know I made Scott Griggs uncomfortable one time at City Hall. That was fun. So, we'll see how it goes moving forward <laughs> but he was i know he was behind the curfew the juvenile curfew i talked about briefly so that mm -hmm. was cool but he also like helped gentrify the shit out of oak cliff here so you know it's a little bit difficult to maneuver with these uh 
politicians, quote unquote. Um, they are politicians. Who am I kidding? Um, I was sad. My boy Gio did not win, but he Came put close. up a good fight. Yeah. A damn good fight. <clears throat> um, and I'm really excited that he is putting um, his ammo, I guess, in a great direction and is um, kind of building a community accountability group towards our who will be our new councilman, which is Chad West. Chad West, if you're listening, which I know you're not, I'm just going to say this because I think I can. And I got word during your campaign that you wanted to donate to the Colores, which I found really convenient because never had I heard of you wanting to donate or reach out to me directly, um, which if you knew the Colores, you would do. And so if you still want to donate to us, please feel free because we definitely can use money. You'd take his money? I don't know, actually. I'm kind of fucking talking shit. But I purposely did not want to accept his money during that campaign because I knew um, everything I am aligns with Giovanni and what he represents and represented and always will. Um, but now I'm just I just want to let my people know that that's the kind of his bandering they were doing. Um and I'm not going to blame the voters because there's a reason they don't vote. We don't trust this system. And I think we need to recognize our power in that um, because I cannot blame the voters for not voting um, in a system that doesn't feel like they do anything for them, whether they understand the capacity of that or not. Um, however, I do think it's funny and I, I hope he's ready to be held accountable by yours truly because I will happily do that as a um, resident of District 1. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, any other, I was glad to see Omar won again. Omar. Yeah. Cause he... Omar's actually calls out and I've seen him do it often a few times, like black trans lives, mm. um, on this horseshoe, which, which says a lot to me about him. Cause you don't hear that from a lot of politicians period. And you don't hear it from them when they are, you know, doing their thing, um, in front of everybody. So I don't really know where else this is going to go. Any other ones you're surprised? I know Philip Kingston is going on a runoff, which he's one of the more. I thought um, he wasn't. I he thought, is. I thought he had lost, um, but I, I, I guess I didn't. I didn't follow up to the with the very. Yeah, end that was the them, very but, end. Um, I know Jaime Resendez won. Um, PG. Yes, I'm glad there's going to be a Latino representing yeah. Pleasant Grove at least. Adam Adam won by landslide. The Adam Medrano. Kennedy's of Maple. <laughs> that's so that up real quick. And that's your district, right? Yeah. Very nice. Um, I was very sad to see that Margarita Lady is going back. Um, I feel like she knows I talk shit about her. Like, I don't know. But like anytime I've seen her, she looks so uncomfortable towards me. I just I just and it's a small city. Like, it's not that big. Like, it's very easy to be like, oh, I've seen that Twitter account Uh, between me and like Christian. We're always like, oh, don't forget the Margarita Lady. Hello. This is who this is. Don't forget. Don't forget. Um. So it was actually, to me, very disheartening. I was, like, in the middle of an art show in New York, and I was looking at fucking Dallas city elections, and Favi and the great people I met there were like, bitch, what are you doing? And I was in the corner on the couch looking at yeah. updates. Um, because I give a fuck about this fucking city, and I want it to progress. And it likes to claim that title of progress, like, progressive, and mm-hmm. um, who we elect says otherwise. So, yeah. Any other things you have to say about that? Um, no, I, uh, think that's it. You've been here longer than me. So you, by what on this earth, that, and in the city directly city yeah, proper this is my city. 
Um, all right. So that's all you got. Thank you so much. You probably can't say that much. You work for the city. Let me stop. No, I mean, it's not. I, I Yeah, right. So I, I'm not. I am a public servant, but at the same time, I'm also a resident. You know, I'm out in, in District 2. Um, but I've, I've seen how the politics in the city work. Um, I feel like my work personally and as an individual has always been out in this community finding ways to engage through the ways that I best know how, which is the arts and cultural experiences. And I've been doing that since I've been able to. And uh, I'm going to keep on doing You want to run for mayor? <gasps> you should run for mayor. Yeah, right. You should run for something. That would be great. I'd, I'd run for mayor of Berrywood. Wow. Do it. Mayor of Cherrywood. <laughs> Um, all right. That's all we have, I think, for the Dallas elections. Good luck to anybody else running. Um, Dallas, we still have a lot of work to do. The, obviously, the voter turnout was very fucking low. It's actually quite shameful. It's terrible. Um, but again, I cannot fully blame them. Like, I know, I know people want to do that because that's the easy, like, target. But question why they're not voting, right? Yeah. What is, what's lacking that is making these people not feel empowered to go vote? Or do we live in a system that doesn't even allow you to get time off to even go and do that? There's a lot of different factors within it. So consider that before you blame the voters. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for coming to my Ted talk. Bye. Um, <laughs> in great news, the city of Dallas finally fucking decided, <laughs> sorry, to make a park named after Santos Rodriguez. Um, if you remember, he was rafa go ahead and tell us more actually if you don't mind sure what are we talking about the park was finally named after santos yes pike park named after santo rodriguez 12 year old boy shot and killed game of russian roulette by a dallas police officer who mistaked him with someone that stole some money out of a fucking mini machine in 1973 i think <sighs> but it um, caused a bunch of it caused an uproar in the hispanic community yikes <laughs> they uh I forgot what they called it in the newspaper. I think they said it was a melee downtown, but there was protests. And, and the black a, and brown communities came together yeah, after this, which is really dope. Um, it was in the Little Mexico part of town, uh, which is now known as Uptown. Um, but yeah, the, uh, there's a famous picture or infamous, depending on your perspective, of a Dallas police motorcycle on fire uh, during these protests. But it was a big deal um, because police accountability, I mean... It was a topic of discussion, um, heavy discussion around this time. And um, if you do a little bit of research, the cop wasn't really, I don't even remember what it was. I think I like five years and got off with two mm -hmm. on good behavior or something. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, obviously the, the Latino community united around this because, you know, it, it, it was, it was a symbol of, of, you know, the treatment that, that, um, that was controlling of our community for so long. And it um, still is. Yeah, I mean. Which is basically what we started this <clears throat> Drew segment with. Right. And so now, I mean, and, and that fight is not one that, that stopped. You know, you still see Santo Rodriguez uh, relevance today. And right. with this park being named after him. And a lot of people have been fighting for that. Teatro Dallas wrote a play. They did a touring production um, on Santo Rodriguez's life. There's a lot of things that kind of. The um, Santos Viva documentary we talked right. about last year, I believe it was on episode 36. 
Um, so shout out. I know North Texas Dream Team was involved with that. There was a great director and a, a community team that kind of helped put that together. Um, it's embarrassing that it took this long. I believe there was another park actually built for him in another state. I don't remember if it was somewhere up north. Yeah, I want to say it was like Washington. Washington, I think. Um, and so the fact that our that's the city we live in, right? The city that could barely come to its senses on this just now. Um, and, and we're seeing a kind of a different version of it with Botham. He's a little bit older, but I think these situations speak to um, the scary power dynamic entitlement that the police force is founded on. Um, because it's not a case of a bad apple anymore. I think it's the whole bunch. So, shouts to the Rodriguez family and everyone who made that happen because that was long due. Long past due? Long due? Mountain due? Overdue. Code red, though. To you. You like that one? Yes. You would like that one. Why? Because it's cherry flavored? Ding. Or cherry wood? Um, wow, you're getting a lot of shout outs today. Why is something... Anyways, for being cherry flavor. Rafa, what do you know about the Met Gala? Pop that code red. I like that song by Gucci. Oh my! The fucking wine glass clinked right after he said that. <laughs> do you know anything about the Met Gala? Um, the exclusive invites or the fashionistas that show up, the trendsetters. Did you see some of the the? Um... O M F to the fucking g did you see lady gaga's four outfit i'm glad that's what you that's what got you <laughs> of all people lady Mood. gaga did it for you yes why i'm just kidding okay i'm actually just <laughs> impressed you knew i'm like what is this no i will give man? her i will give her props because that was extra as fuck it was so the theme and was, was camp and camp is very based on queerness <clears throat> um and extravagance and so it was really funny because people never like sometimes people will kill the theme and those are always the best. And then some people you're like, what are you doing? And then other people you're like, you're just boring and basic. And they really show their ass always every time. Um, Ari, do you want to jump on the mic a little bit for this? Let me just. You don't uh, want to? Uh, you don't have to. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, ah. All right. I'll just bring. Uh, uh. There we go. Okay. Oh, my God. He almost had like a one man show. Um, well, I almost made Ari talk, but she didn't want to, and I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. So we're respecting her wish. It was very, I was excited to see Frank Ocean, shocker. Um, he's alive and well, super cute. He was in a very simple outfit, which people were making fun of. But it was it's, dope. I was just glad he was there. So it was better I wasn't than your complaining. Boys. It was better than your boy's outfit. It was Kanye's. Yep. Ugh. They were kind of just similar though. Uh, Frank was better. It was, I agree. And Kim was just like. I don't, I'm so glad we don't even talk about them anymore. I honestly feel better without talking about them. Okay, great. Yeah. So no, I, I had to think about it. We a second, haven't. Like, I purposely don't yeah. talk about him very much. I try not to talk about 45 very much. I try not to give these people <clears throat> our energy because that's kind of how they thrive and get their Props. whole bit. Um, who else? Janelle Monae is amazing, obviously. Lena Waithe, icon. Um, who else? Who else? Um, Tina Fey there. Um, what the fuck? Was she there? <laughs> no. I was like, I didn't see her basically. Um, Odell Beckham. I was happy to see him wearing a skirt, showing his arms. I was into that. Um, who else? Who else? I'm trying to think. I'm free. Oh, what's her name? Who? 
Cardi did look good. Cardi knows oh, how to. Yeah. Her stylist team is like that. Yeah, Chef's Kiss. They're good. Um, yeah. I liked Zendaya Cinderella bit. Ah, uh, that was funny. RuPaul was underwhelming as fuck, even really? though he's like one of I the did camp see, founders. Not I really, did see kinda. something. Um, they said that Maluma was like super on point but nobody knew who he was so they didn't even like Aww. give him the i didn't i saw him he looked good but i didn't think he was that on point i mean campy to me is like really out there right so ari just said <laughs> do you want to say it on the mic yeah, let me just get. Uh, oh, hold on. Hey, get, get, oh, ah, ah, oh. oh my God, y'all! I don't know whose man's whose man's is this. All the ladies finna say me. Yeah, they're all like me, me. Um, no, I just saw this quote from Frank Ocean that was about how camp is all about queerness, black and brown people. He said that directly. Yeah. There oh, was, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he said um, basically like rich people dressing up in costumes like isn't it? And so I'm like, well, maybe that's why he was like chill i mean he's pretty smart and detailed with his shit so mm-hmm. i wouldn't put it past him um any others that you liked ari brielle i really like zoe but she wasn't camp like she zoe looked Kravitz? so good yeah i didn't see her she looked amazing but it just wasn't the campy. theme at all she's like, just she just it was naturally very simple like oh like even solange she didn't look campy to me she just looked like a bad bee she looks like a bad bitch which she is right but um laverne Cox. She looked really killed good. It. She looked All the amazing. black queers killed it. <laughs> she looked amazing. Yeah, the, the LGBT community really yeah, they nailed it. it, obviously. Oh, and you that Celine Dion thought it was literally about camping. No. She, she had like, it was a, like tent a campfire. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't see. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Dion von Furstenberg looked good. Who? Dion von Furstenberg, mm. the designer. She looked good. If I saw her, maybe. Yeah. Um, it was cool. It's fun. I always think it's very interesting because it's just like the, and I had just left New York, so I was like, God damn it, Eva, you could have gone and just stood there and acted like you were somebody. <gasps> My girl Lizzo killed it, and then she took a picture with Frank, and I died. It was so. It's always so funny. I also think it's fascinating because the Met has, Gala has been going on for a long time, but I feel like I never knew about it until like college. Like, I feel like it was, like, 2012 that I found out about it. And ever since then, every year, I'm, like, judging the fuck out of people. Like, I didn't just get my clothes off of ASOS for $15, so. That's a dope website, though. Thank you. I know. I actually heard that they get a lot of criticism because they steal a lot of people's work. As long as well as Fashion Nova already told me. So oh, Fashion Nova for sure. They just be stealing people's, uh creations which is kind of shady but they're cheap for me lupita nyong'o was amazing there were so many good ones it was it was a fun theme too some of the themes i'm like y'all got too avant-garde for us like twitter users bring it down a notch because <laughs> we don't know what y'all are saying but who rihanna kills it every year but she was like somebody tweeted at her and she was like they're like rihanna's probably at home playing with fenty beauty yeah, and then she responded she's like and what <laughs> same it was funny. It was funny. Um, oh, bad gal. Oh, bad gal. What are we going to do with you? Love you, Pisces queen. Legend. Um, Bye, Dominique. I hope you finished your fucking essays for school. Hey, bitch. You know, Ooh. 
the wine. wine helped her. She did it. Oh, word. You're welcome. So that is all we will say about the Met Gala. Um, who knows if uh, we'll ever know someone there personally one day. That would be fun. Anna Wintour is underwhelming, even though it's her event. But maybe that's the point. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got for that. Yay. <laughs> then finally, and some exciting news. In some exciting news. Okay, you take it away then. All right. Some exciting news, y'all. Stop, you're an actor. Do better. Jesus and Mira will be coming to Dallas. Woo! August 24th. It's going to be lit at the Majestic. Majestic Theater down... The historic Majestic Theater downtown. Why is it historic? Because they used to be segregated? Yes. Shout out to Ernest McMillan. um, Mr. Mac! Who was in D Magazine and worked for Academia Theater. And I hopefully will have him as a guest sometime soon because he is a legend. His story needs to... Yeah. People need to hear his story. I'm glad he was in D Magazine because he's one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. And he goes to any event I have and he puts on great events and he's just a fantastic human being. He's a great man. Um, So that escalated in different directions, but I meant every word. Did that work? The wine. I'm going to blame the wine. (laughs) I'm going to blame the wine. (laughs) Um, so more of you wanted to know about my trip to DC and New York, so I'll tell you a little bit later, but that wraps it up for the juice for now. Anything else? Great. That wraps it up. Anything else? <laughs> okay. Delete, delete, delete. Wine. That wraps it up for the juice. Yay. There. Is that better? Thanks, dad. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Okie dokie, artichokies. It's time for self-care corner. Oh, so you're going to do it this time. Cool. Ouch, that hurt. <laughs> so last time we did it and somehow I got cut out of the episode. I don't know what that was about. It had to have been my fault. It was your fault. I, I know like, we did it. Literally, I was so sleepy. And then I know you, I know you'll text me and you'll be like, don't leave that fucking center until the episode is done, bitch. Yep, so I like, am quite the fucking dictator, <laughs> I am. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah I, I like remember. not at all. I'm like, hey, everything okay? <laughs> Need anything? Hope Snacks, you're fine. a condom? God love you. <laughs> oh my God. Um anyways, self-care corner for last week was they basically said drink water. <laughs> so it's really simple. I got that water. I got that water. Um, and this, <laughs> you do the little girl's face so good. She's an icon. She's an icon. We decided. We stand you, queen. Okay, thank you so much. Um, this episode, <clears throat> our self-care tip, or mine specifically, is to work on setting boundaries. Now, I've heard this before. But it's really hard to put into action, even if you like know how to protect yourself. Because if you're like me, you're still a little bit too kind and hopeful. So sometimes you let people take advantage, even if you don't want to. I'm mostly referring to one area of my life that I'm really bad at it, but I'm working on it. Why do you have big eyes? (laughs) What? What? Why'd you do that? Do what? Your eyes got so big. (laughs) No reason. What do you think about my self-care corner? Setting boundaries? Mm -hmm. I think it's a must. It is a must, but it's sometimes hard to do. It's very difficult to do. Um, So next to that, I wrote, follow your intuition, Mm -hmm. which if you are lucky to be in um, 
contact, I guess, with your intuition and aware of it, um, harness it and use it to set boundaries for yourself. Um, it's very hard to do. It's hard to put your foot down when, when your feelings are involved or you care a lot or it's emotionally driven, but it is vital to do because you know yourself best. And if you see a red flag, it's there for a reason and you just got to take care of yourself. So really work on setting boundaries, whether it be in your relationship, in your life, in whatever it is with yourself personally, um, with your goals, with your dreams, with your hopes, with whatever I am working on this myself. So that is my suggestion for the week. You have anything? I mean, follow your, I, I agree. Follow your, I mean, it, it How, depends. are you good at setting boundaries? I am. Um, you you for, just ignore people. No, 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 no. I don't ignore people. Um, <laughs> people will only get so much of me. And, mm, and that's you, your way of setting a boundary. Right. And that's so, wise. and I learned a long time ago to follow my intuition, but I feel like people deal with that in different ways. Also, it depends on where the moon is, right? Because like, if, you don't got that water you got that desert wow (laughs) no i i learned a long time ago um to set boundaries and to follow my intuition and um are you do you feel like you're always able to navigate them well um not necessarily but i'm 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 guarded well enough to where it doesn't become a problem you are so guarded yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of your secret i think to boundaries yeah. but i think you're the key is to find the balance between that right like you shouldn't have to be so guarded and that's your only boundary but it's so hard to be vulnerable shout out Brene brown which i've been like listening to her ted talks or whatever um but like it's a lot human yeah. connection and emotion and self is a lot to deal yeah. with we're too smart for our own damn good um and i can die guarded and i'll be fine yeah. Damn, I just got really sad. sad. It's it's Can okay. Can we work though. on that? What do you mean? Do you want to work on that? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, folks, set your boundaries, follow your intuition. I wish you luck as Check I... on the moon. Bitch, that moon be working. Astrology is real, y'all. I know, I'm not I just check on the moon. I can't say that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that is our self-care uh, corner. Ari gives me the nicest <laughs> Like, fuck off face I've ever gotten in my life. Someone's got to do it. All right. So, upcoming um, events. I am going to jump to the lovely artist. Angela Faz has a show that is opening presented by Radical Love Art Collective. May 9th through June 29th called Echo a Mano, a queer POC printmaker exhibition. It is a it is going to be at the J. Eric Johnson Central Library um, in the Lillian Bradshaw Gallery, which is on the fourth floor. <laughs> I did not mean to say that. Fourth floor. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. That's fine. I didn't mean to do that, but I, it's not wrong. It's not incorrect. Um, yes, ma'am. Could you tell me where the fourth floor is? <laughs> How does that happen? It's Pat, because the four that's supposed to go at like the OR at the end of floor, you got confused because the of the four, four. and so it made fourth me floor. So you were like four, fourth floor. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm so sorry, Angela. Um, 
The library is located at 1515 <clears throat> Young Street, Dallas, Texas. It seems like it's going to be an ama- amazing show. And they will have a pop-up print shop on May 11th. So shout out to Angela Faz, who we've worked with um, a few times. And everyone that's going to be involved with this show. It sounds like it's going to be super dope. Um, then, in other news... We, Pat and I, the, the, the Coco Queens are going to be hosting, um, or not hosting, I'm lying. Real Women Have Curves. We're going to have a talkback session, I believe, on May. Um, it's going to be after the show at Dallas Theater Center. And they have shows running, I believe, Monday through Friday every night. I don't think Monday. Oh, just kidding. Tuesday through Sunday. I'm a liar. Um, and that is the show Real Real. Wow. Real World Road Rules. I had one meal today, and maybe that's why. <laughs> but Real Women Have Curves by Josefina Lopez, directed by Christy Vela at the Kalita Humphreys Theater, running April 26th through May 19th. Um, we will be um, on a panel after the show. So... I want to see y'all there. I want y'all to let these people know that we're amazing and that you love us and that they should pay us money all the time. Not really. You know, I mean, they you know, Christy Vela's very Salisa's. I aunt. do. Yeah. Um, um, what's his name? Message me. And he's like, you need to go watch the show. I kept oh, thinking of you yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, plot twist. We're actually going to be at a talk back. <laughs> so I will be there to watch it. So I'm really excited. And guess what? The Colores fans. <clears throat> They gave us a special discount code. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you're like me, but I love discounts. And I'm excited that they're doing this in partnership with us. So <clears throat> all the Colores Radio listeners get 30% off of their ticket purchase during the run of Real Women Have Curves at the Dallas Theater Center if they use the promo code. Get this. Real Eva. Not the fake one, bitch. Real Eva in all caps. Go online at DallasTheaterCenter.org and click on the Real Women Have Curves banner. Select Buy Tickets. Remember to put promo code Real Eva in the promo code section in the top right corner. Select any day during the run. But remember that your hosts, Eva and Pat, will be special talkback guests after the show on May at 8 p.m. If you know the show, they had a movie with America Ferreira. A few years ago, did I say that wrong? Ferrera Rocher. <laughs> oh, I love Ferreira them. Those are so good. Um, I'm excited to see. I hope it's a modern twist on it because I watched that movie the other day and I was like, this is fun, but it's super outdated. And so I'm excited to see how the play is. I've never seen it live. I read it in high school and I did a monologue from it at theater camp. So I might be a little more emotionally connected to this than I thought I was. But I'm honored to have been asked to be a part of the talkback and to be able to offer you, our listeners, a discount code. We will also have a raffle with free tickets. Um, so look forward to that on our Instagram. Follow us there at the Colores Co. So you can possibly win free tickets because what's better than a discount code? Free 99. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, um, geez, <clears throat> now I have to talk about myself more and I'm already tired. Um, so I will try to make it brief. I met the Favi Fav from Latinos Who Lunch and the Art People podcast in Washington, D.C. because I was trying to take a vacation before my summer 
work stuff got really crazy. Um, so we met there because the exhibit watching Oprah was there at the African-American Smithsonian Museum in D.C. And it was leaving in June. And I was like, we got to go. So we planned this trip and we went <clears throat> and we walked over 10 miles that day. And I saw all the fucking white people monuments that I should have been more excited about. But I was not that excited. I probably would have been more excited as a child because um, I was really into historical shit. But now I'm like, mm, these all feel like weird odes to like white supremacy now um i don't know if anybody else feels that way i'm assuming they do really quick yes. side note uh-huh. did you see that the texas senate passed that bill for what stripping the city council's right to remove confederate statues what the fuck here in dallas in the everywhere state. in the state and so they're I, they passed that today yes i well i didn't read it I, I glanced at it really quickly. I didn't get a chance to read it, but it Jesus. looked like they passed a bill that will take away the city council's right to remove. And so I don't think it was targeted towards Confederate statues, but I think Confederate statues are the reason Fall that they under passed that. this. Right. So it was like you can't, the city council doesn't have the authority to approve the removal of a statue that's been in place for 25 years or longer or something like that. And so the idea was that they won't be able to say, hey, get rid of these Confederate monuments or statues or whatever. Our government is so trash. Anywho, yeah. Well, way to bring my mood back down. I'm sad again, but... Did you watch Bringing Down the House? Burning Down the or House. Or Bring Down the House? Um, No, Knock Down the House. Take down. Knock Down. Take Down? House Party. Three. Three. Yes, that was a good one. Um, No, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I'm actually looking forward to that. So um, it's on my to-watch list or whatever it's called. Q-U? Kiwi. That's what you call it. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it, but the trip was really fun. I was a little bit worried because the last few times I've traveled, I ended up getting really anxious and like kind of having panic attacks. Um, so I was really worried because I was like, I am so grateful that I even have a job one that I can take time (coughs) off and, um, I have adequate finances to even travel. No, don't do it, bitch. That's that's no. Uh, yeah, I got them added. That's I that new said, shit. I just adequate finances. I was trying to not sound like that, but okay. <laughs> AF has a Are new you meaning. Done? Are it's you not done? as fuck anymore. It's adequate finances. Listen here, bitch. Oh, listen here, broke boy. Get your get AF broke first. Broke boy with like millions worth of sneakers and life um, things. No, probably at least a few thou. Don't be mad because you AF. No, I'm not. Anyways. Chill out, adequate finances. I am, I am, I could easily do stupid <laughs> shit with my money and I save and travel and do things with it, okay? Okay. I probably finance. should spend more on therapy. But um, <laughs> uh, so I'm actually being very serious. Um, I believe you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so anyways, we went to DC. I was exhausted that second day. We walked over 10 miles. It was a lot of fun. We also went to this thing called Latin Fluff and I got to meet a listener, which is really dope. Shout out to you. You're really sweet. And we danced to Baboni, who's getting on my nerves because he can't show Afro Latinidad at all, even though that is the genre he's ripping. Um, oh God, I can't be happy about anything. Can I? That's why that man doesn't want to date me. Hello. Here we go. Um, hi. <laughs> the adequate finances. Ari <laughs> just gave me a look like, bitch, what's wrong with you? Um, it's fine. I know I'm self-aware. So anyways, it was a fun trip. Then we went to New York. We rode this train, which was the most fucking Harry Potter thing of my whole life. 
and we got there in three hours and then we went to this um exhibit <clears throat> at this place called la bodega which i still felt a little bit weird about because i felt like there were too many white people involved i'm not trying to be shady i just genuinely observed that um and it was a latinx art show so that's why i was like hmm okay that's fine and you don't even like white latinx people i don't dislike them but they take up a lot of space <laughs> wow hey there is there's a reason we need to call these things out okay so I met a lot of amazing artists that were, um, what, what are you crying? <laughs> white Latinx tears. I don't cry. Okay. You should. We all do. Um, anyways, it was a lot of fun. I got to meet so many dope people, um, that are probably going to listen to this. So it was great to meet you. Thanks for making me feel welcomed. And I felt really comfortable and I had to get dressed in a tiny ass New York bathroom where my sink, I mean, my ass <clears> was like in the sink as I was changing um and then my contact fell on the floor i couldn't pick that shit up because lord knows a mouse probably like i don't even know what probably had a slice of pizza on that floor yes and some hennessy on the side um (laughs) this is a great episode (laughs) anyways new york was great i had a lot of fun i got on tinder because everybody on twitter told me to and nothing exciting happened um Mm -hmm. It was like, this dude was like, oh, can I Uber you? And I was like, I'm scared. No, what? You're like a full stranger in another city. I don't know. Isn't that the point of Tinder? No, not to get Ubered to somebody's house in another state. When I was on Tinder. You've never been on Tinder because you have hoes. Next. No and no. (laughs) Don't give me wine anymore. This is enough. (laughs) You had half a cup. It did it for me, girl. Woo woo. Anyways, New York was a lot of fun. I got to spend time with Bob's, um, who I love dearly. And then we went to the Frito Kahlo. Frida Kahlo. Frito. Frito oh, shit. Frito Kahlo. You better trademark it before it's gone. Yo. Um, That was really interesting as well. I was being a bad person and taking photos of all the things because I was ready to share with all my people back home. This lady came up to me. She's like, you're not allowed to take pictures here. And I was like, ah. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I already got half the exhibit here. I thought it was really fascinating because it shows you how much um, in all the other museums they underplay her communism because mm-hmm. she was very adamantly communist. Correct. Um, so that was really fun to see. Um, it was, you know how, and we talked about it, like, you know how in the movie when she had the, what do you call it? What's the thing? Tits? On? No, the thing on your, she, I don't know, y'all. On she's, your body. She's got her hands the mold on, on her back. What do you call that? She had a mole on her back? A mold, like the body thing. Oh, bustier. No, not the bustier. It was like the, the... corset? Yes, like the the paper mache. Not paper mache. But it was... <laughs> God, you guys. It the was like vibrator. A, oh, my God. This is getting yeah. really a lot. You're making these weird, like... It was the thing she wore on her body that she decorated and drew on. The body cast? Yeah, the body cast from when she was injured. All of it had the, the what do you call the communist symbol? The pick in the, no, the pick sickle? No, 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 the no. The Pick in the sickle. The hammer. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> wow, I'm so sorry. Please don't hurt me, commies. Um, I'm really trash. But hammer and sickle. Hammer and sickle. That yeah. sounds like a stand-up routine. Welcome to the stage, <laughs> hammer and sickle. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, I thought it was very funny because um, she obviously was very adamantly that and ad- adamantly like gender bending and all these, uh, you know, queer and this and that. And so often we romanticize this idea of Frida and who she was. And then 
also recognizing how much she like romanticized this idea <laughs> of being indigenous when like her dad was whole ass German. Yeah. Like sis, you have white Nazi, but you know what I mean? That you're not all Nazis. I'm not trying to do that. Ooh. Sorry. But I just think it's fascinating because they really, she really co-opted this idea of like Mexican I mean, indigenous. got a lot of German in them. For sure. But it's like, we don't talk about that because we're too busy all trying to like, we are Mayan, Aztec, Raza Chicano. And it's like, bruh, we are not all that. Like, chill. We have a lot of nationalism to work on ourselves. Sit down. Anyways, still Ouch. love me some Frida. Still love me some Mexico. How about Fritos? Fritos, not the best. Those no. are not that good. I don't think so either. What, what is it, Ari? Chili, chili cheese, cheese Fritos. I love how Ari's whispering. With chili and cheese on them? Bro, you asking for diarrhea.com. Yeah. You ready? Get that lactose pill. Um, all right. So we went to the Frida exhibit, and then we also hung out, and it was fun and great, and I love everybody I met. And so New York is special, and I'm glad I went back and didn't have a terrible experience, and it actually was exactly what uh, I needed. <clears throat> so I felt very refreshed coming back. Um, but it definitely, I felt like, oh, bitch, you are from Texas and you know it. And everybody was like, do you ride a horse? What about Uber horse? That was a joke that was made. It was actually kind of funny. Um, not. It was actually kind of funny. It's not funny. Um, I was like, no, I have never ridden a horse, but I, uh, never mind. Um, so. <laughs> Got the boosters black to match. Got a cowboy hat from hey, Gucci. Hey. Um, it was fun. It was great. I look forward to my next trip um that's all i think i have for my trip there's lots of in-between stories but this is going long i was gonna tell us and i'm just gonna briefly cover it because we're already about to go over time and i was supposed to talk about this weeks ago but you little shit i've been meaning to tell y'all for a long time i received a message on facebook probably in like february maybe late january <clears throat> and it was basically saying like hey i just wanted to tell you that your story is so inspiring and i saw y'all in the newspaper down here and i think what y'all are doing is really cool keep up the good work and i was like thanks i'm always so honored to hear that i'm very grateful but i was like who is this person they messaged me on facebook i don't really use facebook that much and the picture had a man and it said free marcus and i was like what the fuck? And so I was like really confused because I was like, where is he? Why is he not free? I have questions. Since when do people in jail have Facebooks? That's cool. Um, so I had a lot of questions, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to respond because I'm friendly and I like, um, I'm grateful for this person telling me um, how our article, which I believe was our Dallas Morning News article that he saw. I didn't even know it printed over there. Like I'm still confused on how he got it. Um, in a plot twist prison in Corpus Christi or near Corpus what? Christi. What? I know. You're so shocked. Um, so basically, this man read about the Colores in the newspaper and was really moved by it because he's also an artist and he's in prison. He's been there for 10 years. And um, two, three months later, we are really good friends and we talk at least weekly. He calls me. We have long conversations. And so all my friends titled him prison bay um so this is a really fun story there's a lot more into it you're gonna get a lot of questions i know i know i opened this can of worms and everybody wants to know and if you've been on my twitter you've kind of seen it because i get the letters here at the cultural center 
and Rafa just sends me a fucking picture every time they arrive. <laughs> and I'm like, I get all excited. I'm like, ooh, let me see when this is gonna, what this is gonna say. But it's re- been really fascinating more than anything to kind of hear his story of what happened and then seeing what the state said happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also seeing how easily the state works to um, put black and brown people in jail like nothing. It banks on that. Absolutely. So, and he is both black and brown in the sense that he's Afro-Mexicano. So it's been, it's been really interesting to be able to discuss all these different, I guess, intersections with him. Um, he has told me things like they work for 12 hours a day with no pay, um, Monday through Friday, which is what I would consider slave labor. Um, slavery was never abolished. Hello. Um, there you go. So it's been really interesting to hear from him and I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to help him from the outside. Um, he finally has a lawyer that they're going to pay for on his case, which they didn't have before. Um, I know everybody's going to want to know what he did. Technically, I guess I should tell you all right. Is this a lot? This is too much. This is like another podcast. Do it. Um, I told him about cereal and how she helped get his case a retrial. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, how do we help him? Because this is not, this is not just a surprise to me. Like this is, this was meant to happen. I know that sounds corny, but do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. So what do you think of this situation, sir? I mean, that's what, that's what Decolores does, right? What? In, in the idea of creating a platform so that we bring attention that we raise awareness that we garner support that we gather our community in a way that fights back against the things that hold us down yeah um and if this person going through a situation that is another example of that and decolores is in the mix then why wouldn't we yeah you know thank you i just wanted to hear it from your mouth um ding hello uh, um <laughs> I don't know. It just feels very full circle. And I really look forward to supporting uh, my friend Marcus. And I know everybody's super invested in this, but he is cute. He is really sweet, (laughs) but I'm not trying to fall for a man in prison. Y'all that's just, I, there's enough. Y'all already heard this episode, this one, y'all got an insight into my love life. And I never do that on here. Um, not this, not this specifically at least. Um, but we are good friends. He seems to be in good spirits. He was telling me about how they go on lockdown like twice a year. And when they go on lockdown, they just like can't be on. They can't do phones. They can't do anything for like three weeks. Damn. Like and they just can't leave their cells. Like it's literally hell. Like I need you all to recognize what we're doing to people in prison. Because um, it is so damaging. And it should be a quote unquote rehab. Right. I think you've discussed this before. Right. And the way this man has like the most kind, caring spirit literally blows my mind um, because I don't know how he maintains it within that realm. So shouts to my man, Marcus. I'm sure y'all are going to ask me questions. Please send them to me directly and tell me you want them answered on the show. Um, I'm not ready for them. I was very hesitant to share this, but I look forward to maybe what our Decolos community can create and support um, for my friend Marcus and I can hopefully provide more details next time okay gotta go bye (laughs) jesus i finally let it out the bag all right Mm. so rafa next segment is yours our brown business of the week we are 1976 in the bishop arts district of oak cliff uh it's run by an asian-american family 
uh, owned by an Asian American family. Uh, they have really cool gifts. Uh, I go there all the time. An old classmate of mine, Milan Wen, works there. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, but they have really cool stationery, like unique gifts, um, prints, and cool houseware stuff. Uh, I've, I think I've gotten you, What'd you get me? something from there before. Um, I got you a print. I've gotten Pat a print from there. I want more. More. Um, but... <laughs> What's the location? They have really cool stuff. Um, I don't know the up. exact address. It it's on Bishop. It's right across the street from Emporium Pies, if you know the neighborhood. But the place is called We Are 1976. Um, no? Yeah, sorry. My internet was slow. It oh. is located. That was not a jab. I was just being serious. <laughs> it is located at 313 North Bishop <clears throat> Avenue, Dallas, Texas. And yeah, go support them. We definitely need to support our Asian communities more. Um, anything else you want to share? I keep saying, I keep asking that. You should just cut anything that. Else? <laughs> no, it's a really dope. I always go there, even if it's just a look, because they have really cool stuff. Um, a lot of unique items that you won't find anywhere else. A lot of hand-printed, hand-drawn stuff. Earrings, uh, jewelry. Um, jewelry. Jury. Jury. Jury duty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool stuff. Uh it's really neat. I, I have the problem of going there and wanting to spend a lot of money, but I don't have adequate finances, so I have to hold Trading back. some shoes. You probably could. What? Hey. Okay. Apple um, Watch. iPhone. App OG Apple Watch. You got that Se- new Series 4. I don't 4. even have one. You ain't wearing Look, it today. I got a wrist. Whatever. She's showing her wrist off, but with them freshly done nails. I got that water. I got that one. Adequate finances, y'all. Get your game up, broke boys. No. Oh, my God. Capitalism won't let us, you guys. Take care of yourself. Okay? Fuck money. All right. So, then finally, it is time for Who the Fuck You Got with De Coco. (laughs) Yay. Ari, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you want to share some? Oh. Because I just put you on the spot. Yeah, let me just. Oh, I don't know if you all remember. In some of our early episodes, Ari had a segment called "Black People You Should Know," and I don't know what happened to that. I don't either, sis. Okay, well, if you want to come back with it, you're always welcome. Thank you. Um, I've been listening to the same music, but I've been listening to a lot Retweet. of Tea with Queen and Jay. Oh yeah, the podcast. Yeah, they're dope. They're they too, are dope. What do they say? womanist race nerds talking shit over tea and dismantling capitalism one episode uh, i listen a lot um perfect yeah they're amazing they're really cool y'all should listen to them two uh black women uh podcasters up in new york hashtag listen to black women and pay black women yes pay black women protect black women love black women all right anything else thank you for sharing ari brielle Rafita, who you got? I don't have a who the fuck you got. But you have AF. Ass fuck? Ass fuck. That's... No? Okay. Go ahead. I don't have one. Oh. I really don't. You literally don't have one. No, I've been listening to the same shit. I have been listening to that new album, but I didn't want to take yours. What's cool? Well, you can take it. You can have it. I've I've been listening to his album. I, I really liked it. It is. It's a good. It's album. like good start to finish. Yeah, it's a good album. Like um, I didn't have to skip any songs, which I know sounds shady, but I usually have to skip songs. <laughs> With someone like Schoolboy, I'm like, I yeah. love you, but skip. And this one, I was like, oh, these are all pretty good. Yeah. No, it's. I think that's literally the only thing. I I start a bunch of his like new album songs 
on Spotify. So it's a mix of that and the same shit I've been listening to for the past like two months. Noise, noise. Yeah. Um, I that was obviously one of my who you got as well. On top of my girl, who I think was my who you got like maybe two months ago, three months ago. Um, for whatever reason, I I connect with a lot of music. We all do, but her specifically, like I don't know if we just on the same wave right now. But she like said things on this new album, um, called Shea Butter Baby. Shea Butter Baby. Did I fuck it up? I might have fucked it up. Um, it's so good. It's short and sweet. She is part of Dreamville. I'm not a big Dreamville fan, but she <laughs> is great. <laughs> There's great components of Dreamville. I know. It's just funny because I, I feel like I hear that a lot. I just, I'm not going to pretend that like, hell yeah, Dreamville. Like, nah, like they're cool. But I really like Ari Lennox. I, I think she's a brilliant artist. She has a beautiful voice that I, I haven't heard. And I love her lyrics. Um, Very, very soothing, chill, like R&B, but still like modern feel, modern vibes. She's a baddie. She's great. I love her. She got the same name as my best friend. Um, so listen to Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox. And that is who the fuck we got with the Coco. Hopefully we didn't go too much over time. We wanted to keep it short and sweet. I try to throw a lot of things at you. I really want to thank everyone for listening. We did just pass our two year. It's been a beautiful roller coaster. I'm really glad that... Um, we have built such a beautiful community alongside everyone. I appreciate the feedback. We do plan to continue growing and working with you all to be better, not allies, but accomplices, because that's deeper than just being an ally. Um, and we stand by and true. And no, we don't just talk the talk, but we also walk the walk. And we are flawed humans that are still working under a white capitalist system that are trying our fucking best to do the best for our people, for our community. And so I just want you all to keep that in mind as we progress forward as a people. Take care of yourselves. Love yourself. Um, let's keep it going. So that wraps it up for us here at The Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review. Like go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars. We'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events, support our POC businesses, uplift our guests, tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin, and Ari at Candy Paint with two A's. Um, our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Retweet himself. Our intern is Daisy Rincon. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at thecolorescollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for being with us. We love you. Join us again next time for The Colores Radio. Yo. De, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio.